0: Welcome to IT for Whiskey, a podcast for new or existing managed service providers and your occasional whiskey connoisseur
1: by experienced managed service providers. My name is Myron Herrera. My company is Cinetech Solutions. Uh, we are a MSP based out of Dallas. I'm also the CEO of Greenland Networks, which is a voice over IP uh, channel only, uh, based out of Dallas as well. Business started in 2004. Combined, we're about 30 employees. You know, the reason I, I wanted to do this podcast was because visiting a lot of these events, I, I realized that a lot of the MSPs that were starting up were struggling with some of the same things that I struggled when we started our business. Meeting Craig and Joe, we shared the same passion and a lot of the same issues that, that we experienced. So when Wanting to take that pain away from some of the new guys, they decided to go with this podcast.
0: My name is Craig Hickman. I'm with ProBlue in Bloomington, Indiana. ProBlue is a man service provider. We started in 2005. I started with, I think, a total of three employees, and now we've grown to 11. We're a small shop. We're located in South Central Indiana, servicing a little over 200 customers. This is a great opportunity for me to talk to other peers and learn what they have done and what they have not done well and avoid all those caveats. This is a learning experience for us and also hopefully helping others along the way.
2: My name is Joe Ucia. I'm the CEO for Infinite IT. We're located out of Toronto, Canada. We're currently about a dozen employees. We're an MSP. We were originally founded in 1999. I truly believe in this podcast because I wish somebody was there to help me and and teach me a lot of the mistakes that they made and share with me their mind share on, on how to overcome issues. So I was lucky enough to meet Craig and Myron a few years ago and many years in the working and here we are. So we hope that you really get a lot out of this podcast and learn the things that I wish somebody would have told me. Follow, like, and subscribe at itforwhiskey.com. Now here's your hosts, Myron, Joe,
0: and Craig. Welcome back to IT for Whiskey. I am Craig. I'm here with my friends, Joe and Myron. We all just got back from Exchange 2018. We're going to kind of touch base on that and talk about networking. And of course, we're going to, going to cover another one of our favorite beverages again. <laughs>
1: I'm, I'm still in recovery mode from the event. There was a little bit of drinking going on. I will say that.
0: Nope, never happened. Never, never, never happened. happened. Joe and I have a different perspective than Myron. Myron actually had a booth at the event this year. Yeah. So he has a little bit of a different take. But Joe also had a has a different perspective too, because he was actually working the event
2: weren't you on the, uh, the team? Yeah, I'm, I'm for the channel company exchange events. I'm on the advisory board. You were moderating a boardroom as well. Correct and I was I was the um, uh, I guess a, the planted spy for the room to evaluate all the attendees.
1: <laughs>
0: I, I thought it was a good event. Uh, every year they definitely listen to the, the attendees and the vendors so I think they actually improve it each time that I attend. The boardroom I was in, I have to admit, was not as good as the one I was in with Joe.
1: <laughs> Joe, Joe and
2: Myron.
0: Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's right. I'm sorry. Sorry,
2: yeah. guys. So calling it what it is, the, the best boardroom we've ever had, I would say, collectively, was the one where we met. The topic being networking today and talking about networking and meeting people and whatnot. This podcast is a direct result of people networking and meeting at events and building relationships with each other. You know, I can say the the funny thing that did happen last week in San Antonio was a lot of people came up to us a little envious saying they want in on our little circle.
1: (laughs) Sure. There was a a lot of people wanting to join the tribe.
2: Yes. (laughs) And so I kind of felt humbled by that. And
0: labeled the tribe. There were people trying to name the tribe. (laughs)
2: That's pretty funny. We should maybe, um, if anybody wants to make recommendations, please reach out to us and let us know what you, you think our little tribe should be called. But ultimately, it was interesting to see... The relationship that the three of us have built, and we've slowly got like the inner circle, then there's the outer circle of people wanting to get to that inner circle. And, and it, it was kind of fun to see that. I'm not going to
1: lie. For once in my life, I was the popular kid. <laughs> <laughs> the second popular, because Craig was definitely the most popular.
2: Well, he it's the Santa Claus beard. Everybody wants a gift at Christmas.
1: <laughs> so... <laughs>
2: On that note, uh, Myron, from a, a vendor's perspective or a sponsor perspective, being the first time you've done this at this event in particular, talk to us. Tell us what it was like.
1: Well, first of all, we get to enjoy the amenities at the hotel more often. We spend some time at the Lazy River. If anybody ha- hasn't visited or has visited, JW Marriott has a, an amazing Lazy River at San Antonio. This is true. From a Times perspective, as, as a sponsor, you, you, know, you don't have to attend any of the sessions or things like that. Obviously, it's good to attend to keep up with the technology and what's coming, but uh, we're, we're not required to attend as you guys were required to attend boardrooms and, and a bunch of other sessions. It's interesting, you know, the whole setup, working around when you guys are in session to be preparing for Solution Pavilion time and in between you know, doing networking and things like that. It's still a long day. It's just, uh, it's very different. And exchange packs it up pretty really
0: well. They don't give you a lot of time, especially for me. I know Joe probably even had less time because he had to prepare for the boardroom and whatnot, but uh, they definitely move you through. It's, it's a struggle for me when I go to go to the keynotes, go to all the uh, selections that you have, and there's very little time in between to answer email and
1: if there's a phone call, and we don't go to bed anytime early. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, that's where the real networking happens is afterwards. Correct. If you think you're just going to do your sessions and then you're gone, no, that's not true because you got dinners with sponsors or vendors, you got dinners with friends that you've met. And then after that, you got the bar time. Sometimes it's one, two o'clock in the morning. You're still at it. So it's really busy. And you're back up at seven.
2: And to be clear, the bar time, yeah, sure. There's a couple of drinks going around one or two or three or five. But it's actually, the. it's amazing the discussions that you can have with like-minded people. And to me, I, I keep coming back to this one word, it's called mind share. And it's the biggest reason why I go to these events is to, to get mind share from people and to talk to them about problems I'm having and, and understanding how other people are actually resolving it, resolving the issues. We are all different in our own ways as far as MSPs are concerned. And we all do things a little different. That's our secret sauce. But there's some core fundamental issues that we all face. Some of which we try to tackle on this
1: podcast, trying to help people the same way that we've been helped by others. Just in this event alone, off the top of my head, I had people ask about M&A and how to go about with a merger or acquisition. I got questions about how to get a valuation done for the business. I got questions about expanding to another state since we've we've done that on the Cinesec side. There's tons of things. I personally had discussions with another vendor about partnering up on, on certain things, and I don't think that would have happened. Even though I see the vendor all the time, I think that the environment where we were sitting outside, we were smoking a cigar, we were having a drink, it just invited the discussion. And and Joe, you introduced me to another vendor, which looks like we're going to be doing some business as well. It's just a constant flow of networking and, and possibilities, you know, and you got to put yourself out there. Yep. Agreed. I'm glad that that worked out actually. I uh, see this uh, example, regardless who the vendor is, but
2: traditionally you probably wouldn't have connected with them to have a conversation. And, you know, I was able to put the two of them together because I thought there was value and the dots for them. Nothing in it for me, just helping a friend out and These are the values you get from these events. And I will say, I will say, above and beyond everything in the bar time, if you ever find Craig at a bar, just tell him your back
1: hurts. (laughs) No, 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 no. Yes.
2: Just tell Craig, I got a pain like, you know what, 30 seconds later, I was mobile again. I was in a lot of pain and he found it on his own. And
1: I have no idea what he said. It was fantastic. You you know how bad I was with my back. Yeah. He grabbed me, cracked me, pulled me. (laughs) I don't know what he did, but I was back up and running for for at least for a few more hours uh, that night. I do have
0: some skills. He
1: he works wonders.
0: <laughs> hey, I do want to make a yell out to Todd Gate. Todd. At uh, HES Technical Services. Todd. We all liked him. <laughs> Not related to Bill
1: Gates, kind of. Yeah, fourth cousin twice apart or something like that. <laughs> yeah. I have to admit, he kind of looks like him. Yeah. The young version. Todd's a great guy. Um, he, he But
0: the, I just want to point out that that's, it was interesting, the people that you meet and how you can... um. Some people will be distant with you, yep. but he was definitely one that was looking to make connections.
1: Yeah. And you can see that in him. Todd's a um, Greenlink partner. I'm sure he's okay with me saying that. The relationship is really, really well uh, between us. It was his first time at an exchange event. So he he got to see other sides of vendors that, including us as Greenlink or uh, me and Giovanni and, and, and everybody that was there, that he may not have seen or had had a chance to connect uh, at that level. So yeah, for sure. And then from from our standpoint, from our little uh, uh, tribe or group, he wants in badly. <laughs> <laughs> he's probably shaking his head right now listening to this
2: i will say there was only a few people that i would say were were kind of like todd in that sense where they were there for the right reasons and you know it was right it was really good to meet him as well as some of the other people i met they're they're really great people at these events and and the conversations you have with these people and that network that you start building you know look at the three of us for example uh, where and when possible we throw business at each other because there's no hesitation there's a trust that the three of us have with each other, that we're just going to take care of each other because that's just what we do. And so you start building this network out. And I will say that over the years, I have met quite a few people that I have done business with and go back to do business with just because they're like-minded. They, you know, they can take care of your customers. They'll treat them as their own. And uh, it's always worked out well for me. I've actually never, ever had a negative experience. Uh, Maybe I'm lucky, but uh, it all, because of networking at these events, you know, that's what it comes down to. And topic du jour, networking. Yeah.
1: So, so, Craig, you approach people very easily, right? You approach people, you start a conversation, things like that. For some people, that's that's a little difficult to do. Me being one of them. So, t- tell us what the secret is to networking.
0: I, I just seem to have the ability to, when I meet people, kind of read their attitude pretty quickly and decide how is the best way to approach them. What words would work the best? You know, not just how they're feeling at that point in time, because sometimes people don't want to be approached. I've been in situations where I've got to talk, talk to people and they're like, I don't want to talk to you right now. And I'm like, oh, that, that, that's perfectly fine by me. I apologize. But the event, you're always shoved in different situations where you're standing next to somebody, you're at a table with somebody, especially in the boardroom. I didn't know anybody in my boardroom. I think we were pretty much all, except for, I think there were like three people that had been there before. The majority of them all were uh, new, which was great because that took an opportunity to show the guys left and right of me how to work the room and uh, how to how to approach these vendors that came in and, and did the uh, presentations. But I think, you know, we uh, ran some people that were very shy and trying to bring them out of their shell to talk to you was, was sometimes pretty hard. And then there's others that will just won't won't shut up. But like when you when we all three were in the room the first time, you know, when we all went around the table and had to introduce ourselves and what we did and everything, you could tell from the introduction who you would be more in line with just based on how they approached it. That's true. It, you can you can read people pretty quickly that way.
2: And, and, and it's funny because Troy, who's also a, a partner of yours, Myron, uh, he was in my boardroom, and like you said, from based on his intro, I knew that I would connect with that person, and we did. We, we spent a lot of time together at the event, and we had some great conversations and great debates in our roundtable, and it was, was good. It was really good.
1: So, Joe, since you're somewhat uh, involved with with the channel company and those events, can you talk to those that haven't been to those events, to the channel company events, what they're about and how they, they operate?
2: Because they're very different. They, they are different. And I will say that the channel company has not sponsored this or endorsed our conversations, so there's no financial gain for us to, to be talking about this, but they're fantastic events. I go to a lot of events over the years. I've been to many events. The difference that the channel co brings to the table is they do more than just product pitches, and that's key. You know, all the keynotes, they have people that are not in the industry or in the industry for that matter, coming in and they do these great keynote speeches that, you know, I learn a lot from. And wise men once told me, you know, if I lost all my money and was poor on the street, the first thing I would do is I would earn enough money to kind of just get in the door somewhere and just pick up the, the crumbs off the floor and build my own bread, sell it and do it over and over again. Right. So it's all those little crumbs that you pick up here and there to make your own loaf of bread to do what you need to do. Channel co one of the really cool things about them is they're very proactive and and, and they listen to their their members and their their guests and the people that participate, like not even 20 minutes ago, by coincidence, I got an email from one of the reps there, Cody, who's a great guy and he's asking for feedback on the next event that's happening in, in March. So they have their exchange event. That's a couple times a year. They have their best of breed that's coming up in Philadelphia in October. They have their uh, next gen conference that's coming up in December. And I try to attend as many of them as I can only for one, reason. And it's today's topic is the networking and it's the mindshare um, that
1: you get out of these events. Yeah. I, one, one thing to mention about the events uh, that, that didn't touch on is most of them are hosted. So they are paying for you to go to that event and they'll pay for the hotel, the flight, all, all your expenses and things like that. And the idea is that your time there is to be focused on the event itself. And the sessions on the on the boardrooms, and and it's a great event. Like we've been talking about it, you you spend a lot of time meeting, understanding how others do their business, the, exchanging ideas and things like that. So I, I've I've done it for about five or six years. We've we've attended as a as an attendee. This was again the first as a as a vendor. I mean, it's been a, been a great place.
0: One of the nice things about going to these is meeting people like ourselves, and you feel this relief being able to talk to them about your business and your challenges without really any concern of overlap. Because when I go, there's no one in my region there at this event. I mean, not even close. And uh, I've met people from all over. Well, you're very secluded. Secluded or inclusive. I don't know which one it is. But, <laughs> but I mean, I've met everybody from all the way from Wisconsin, California, I mean, east, west coast. And I, I'm still in contact. I mean, you guys are my, my core group but I'm still in contact with others that I still talk to in the industry, then you'll run into people that won't share any information. Yeah. And then I wonder why they're there. What is their purpose to be there if they're not willing to talk? Right. So I, everybody's got their own initiative. And you run into those guys or ladies. There were actually quite a few ladies there this year.
2: There was. There was. I was surprised. Uh, and that's the one thing I would mention is the events are becoming much more diverse. You are getting different walks of life and different business models that are attending. In my boardroom, I actually had one of the coolest participants I've seen, not an IT guy at all, not an MSP, not in the IT business. And I thought, what is this guy doing here? Well, he works for an investment firm and this participant was sent out to learn more about the industry because they're acquiring msps wow and they're in acquisition mode and they're they they're trying to understand how the industry works so they sent one of their specialists out to i guess look at the landscape understand the marketplace and his words to me were i'm here to understand how msps think it was really cool to meet someone on that walk of life so you're they're, they're definitely opening up the gates on different types of people to bring to the events which i think is fantastic right the other thing i was going to mention is the channel to their credit they do listen so i'm not sure how much you're supposed to mention or talk about this but we had our board meeting at the conclusion of the conference and i will say that you know the board's not huge There's maybe i think there's two dozen of us max event of this size that's a pretty small board and the entire discussion for a few hours was about what did we hear from the people What are are participants saying? What are vendors saying? How can we make this better? What do we want to do in March at the next exchange event? And how are we going to drive more value to the participants there, both vendor and MSP? So they absolutely listen. And I've had already three feedback requests and four business days since I've been back.
1: So Craig, what, what would you say from this event? What was the, the wow thing? for I you? actually won something for once
0: and was there to actually receive it.
1: <laughs> so was it two years ago
0: that I won a 70 inch 4k television from Samsung curve? How was that with Joe and
2: Hollywood hanging out? Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You wouldn't pick up my phone call. I did not know that. (laughs) Yeah, Joe Yomi TV. Yes. So, just because right after we went to Hollywood, I just got in the cab and went straight to the airport.
0: Yep. Oh, geez, dude. Poor choices. Poor choices.
2: Stay
1: Stay for the giveaways. Is that what you're saying? Yes.
0: Yes. Be sure on day two of the Solution Pavilion... And stay around for the end bring lots of business cards i also like the uh the rooms that they have the um the demo rooms
1: the demo rooms yeah
0: so at this event they close out what 10, 10 rooms roughly
1: mm-hmm. basically yeah
0: essentially the vendors set up a room they deck it all out they have a usually a bartender food a raffle giveaways and they essentially show off their technology in the room and so you can wander between the rooms and uh one year, I think Joe and I were in there playing Galaga all night. Yeah, We had the arcade set up. Yes. Yeah. So we ended up playing Galaga for like, I don't know how long. I don't know if we were even good at it, but uh, a lot of nostalgia there playing the old arcade. But, uh, I we did fantastic. Yeah, we were awesome. I was in the top score at least. That's awesome. But between the demo rooms, the solution pavilion, the board rooms, and then there's the, cor- the ones that you can choose where they have the rooms where you can go in and see a vendor put on a presentation. Sometimes I'm surprised. I did find two vendors that I, I kind of knew about, but I wasn't really sure, but they helped solidify my, my view of them. And then you get some vendors that have been there every time and they've been to every event and there's nothing new and they, I don't feel any of the passion. They're just there and it's just a robotic right. feeling from them. Where some of them are very humble to be there, to be in front of you to present. I mean, yeah, I mean, they, they, they look at you as a great opportunity. But the other ones are like, well, we're we've been around forever and we've been doing this forever. Just use us.
2: So here's two successes that I had at this last event. Just to speak at a high level, um, there's two vendors in particular that I've been wanting to sign up with for a while. One of them is a backup and DR company that internally we didn't, we had resistance internally here. They finally got out to their pitch and boom, it was, it's a done deal. Now the value's there. We were already technically signed up as a partner, but we weren't officially pushing their products. It's it's on. And if everyone's already started the training. So there's one success story. Another one that I want to talk about that is really cool is in the security space we signed up with that vendor at the show and they do a lot of dark web scanning and stuff like that. And we came back from the show with two new relationships and have two great offerings that we're really talking to our customers about. You do find a little like golden nuggets here and there. It's just you have to keep your eyes
1: open. Come on, are you still pissed off because you didn't win the scotch? <laughs> I, I am
2: Freaking so pissed. How nice would it have been today, talking about Scotch to, to review that twenty-one year old beauty of a Scotch liquid that's gold.
1: What was the Scotch that you gave away, Myron? We gave away as a prize a twenty-one year Portwood from Balvini, and it was definitely was an attention getter.
0: How many people attempted to win that Scotch?
1: I would say roughly between one hundred and fifty and two hundred carts. Wow! Wow! Yeah, we're thrown in for that. Did
2: you notice the groans when that person? <laughs> <had>? <laughs> yeah. yeah, a lot of people are pissed.
1: Our our model on that is that y- you can go buy you know if you need a headset you're going to go buy a headset. You you want the latest camera you're going to go yeah. buy the latest camera. Yeah, yeah. But a lot of people will not spend two to three hundred dollars on a on a scotch. Yeah,
0: correct. Right. I think the Scotch was more sought than the, uh, D, the DJI uh, Maverick Pro that they were giving away. Yeah, yeah.
1: I heard uh, somebody saying uh, the, the uh, VR goggles. Yeah. They were willing to trade the VR goggles. For the For the Scotch, the Scotch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I would have.
0: Well, speaking of the Scotch, Joe and Myron were so kind. Myron actually picked it up. Joe provided it. We actually drank uh, Balvini Caribbean Cast 14-year. Yeah. Was one of the scotches that we all three drank together on our get together. I have to admit, I I thought it was very smooth. It wasn't too sweet. I could drink it straight without any water or ice. I think Ricky even liked it. Yeah, Ricky did like did, it. Did he ever?
1: So Ricky's another another disciple of the uh, of the tribe. <laughs> <laughs> I like Ricky. Yeah, I know Ricky's a great guy. Ricky's in uh, Dominican Republic right now on vacation. Sounds horrible. S- so the the Caribbean cask, you know, I, I Balvini is my favorite scotch. I think I've said that in the past. But the Caribbean cask is not my favorite of them. Uh, but it is a smooth drink. And I can see how Joe, specifically Joe, loves it. Well, so
2: here's here's the irony. It is my favorite scotch. Uh, my number one all, all through and around. So personally, I don't like rum. This is the weird thing about... Why I like this scotch, it just doesn't make sense. I'm not a rum drinker. And this scotch, uh, they call it the Caribbean cask because it's matured for 14 years in their traditional oak whiskey casks at the Balvini. And then what they do when it comes to finishing, they're doing their traversing. They do it in uh, a very specific rum cask that's really high-end rum yep. uh, out of the Dominican and there's actually little history there's uh, right now the the malt master his name is David C Stewart he's the one that actually came up with the formula and he used to do a lot of west indian rums and he's he's a really renowned rum master but he's now since become a, a malt master working exclusively for balvenie and he Came up with this this idea to kind of uh, similar to how you have a spiced rum, if you will, but it's not spiced by any stretch. Anyways, the the, the end result was it's a single malt whiskey. It's got a traditional, smooth, like a honeyed character, and it's got notes of uh, toffee. And you get uh, some people say you smell the the fruit. I don't know. I I get a warm kind of lingering flavor and it just kind of soft and oh, it's fantastic
1: yeah I, I would say that's true you got that warm uh, uh it, it kind of lingers it's it's uh it's very different it's very different and and it's not spicy at all no
2: it's more vanilla
1: it's more vanilla yeah because it says caribbean don't think of it as a, as a spicy rum kind of thing it does not does not resemble that at all
2: Agreed. It, it It's um, someone recently told me they taste honey. They taste toffee and vanilla. So
1: do you know which one of the, of the, of the rums, Dominican rums it's from? I do. I've, I've actually visited uh, two of their uh, two facilities in the Dominican Republic where they, they do the rum. I, I do off the top of my head. I don't,
2: but as we talk, I'll look it up. He doesn't have the bottle in front of him right now. Or oh, he does <laughs> have the bottle. in front of Yeah. Him. I've got it right here. Are you kidding me? It's IT <laughs> for whiskey, my friends. Um, <laughs>
1: My bad. You know, Craig, I, I, I did have a, some you know sip of the, of the Caribbean cask, uh, but you have turned me into an Elijah Craig lover. I'm drinking that often.
0: It's a good bourbon. If you get the Elijah Craig, there's the, um, the standard and then there's the single barrel. Um, you should try. The single barrel is going to be uh, a lot hotter than what you're drinking right now, but I, I prefer that. If if you can find it, and uh, the single bar I think is a twelve year bourbon, which I have a bottle behind me. I guess I could. Gra- I guess I could grab
1: it. Well, I'm sure. I'm sure. I mean, I see. I see seventy in front of you know in the camera view. Joe, you want to finish it up? Uh, but my my scotch, I'm already drinking. It's fantastic. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie.
0: Well, I have to admit, it was a good event. We all had a great time. Uh, I look forward to seeing you guys again here soon. I I don't know yet if I'll be in LA in December. It depends if I get invited back. So
2: I can tell you that I have some pull and if you apply, you'll be invited.
1: (laughs) So Myron, on the other hand. Sponsor, I might have some pull as well. So Myron, on the other
2: hand, you can pay your ticket is what I was told. (laughs) I wonder if if our buddy Todd will be there. (laughs) I can find out. Yeah, we should send a, a note out to all our inner circle, if you will, and for sure. Well, hopefully, if you do attend any of the Channel Co events, or even at that, if you attend any of the other events and you see Meyer and Craig or I around, just feel free to flag us down. It'd be nice to meet some of you in person, and uh, we do get some feedback from people, and they say they're telling us they, they're enjoying the series so far. So, if you have any suggestions, any feedback, or any more recommendations, if you'd like to see special guests on the show, or if you'd like to be a guest on the show, show. Reach out to us and let us know. We'd be happy to uh, have a conversation with you. Absolutely. I think for today's episode, I think we're going to wrap this up and uh, have a good one.
0: Thanks, guys. Take care.
2: Take care. That's all for this episode of it for whiskey a podcast by
0: MSPs to help MSPs. Don't forget to spread the word, like and subscribe
1: at IT4Whiskey.com If you smoke that Cisco, and you may uh, DDoS yourself. <laughs>